Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Tweet at Drive Time RTE. Oscar-nominated actor Paul Meskell has spoken in a recent interview about being groped by a female fan. He said he felt fury after the incident and confronted the woman. He said the last thing he wanted to do was call somebody out in front of the theatre. It's very uncomfortable for everyone involved, but he said it was really not okay. So is this kind of sexual harassment experienced by men more widespread than is reported? And are men being adequately supported to openly talk about it? Well, we're joined now by Dr. Porrick McNeela, who's Senior Lecturer in, at the University of Galway and co-lead at the Active Consent Programme at the University. And you're welcome, Porrick, to the programme this evening. Um, I mentioned a little earlier on the show that yeah. we were going to speak about this, and we've had loads of interesting, really interesting texts about it. I'll, I'll get to some of those in just a moment. Um, uh-huh. but, but your own thoughts on, on what Paul Mesk had to say today yesterday i think it was he said well i think uh you know fair play to paul for you know calling it out as he says um because it just helps kind of reveal and make more obvious to everybody that you know it it is unacceptable first of all I, i like the differentiation you made between groping which is kind of a very ambiguous kind of term and then harassment like harassment is you know, moving into like a legal arena and it's like clearly something that somebody has the right to be free of harassment. So I think that is the language. Uh, Paul has been great, like raising the profile of, of consent and, uh, and and ongoing consent and proactive consent. And, and now in terms of harassment, that's exactly the type of role model. Um, the only kind of issue is, of course, anybody who's like experienced a, a behavior like this, there are different choices. So you can be very direct you can say this is unacceptable i don't want uh, this to happen but you have other options as well you know you can do- often in the workplace this can be a repeated pattern of behavior you can document what's happening mm. uh, you know you can delegate you can ask somebody else to intervene on your behalf you know so but in terms of a direct approach it's a great example um how widespread is sexual harassment experienced by men so, I mean, also, this is a great opportunity to say, like, harassment is made up of many different types of behavior. It can happen in different ways. So, like, what Paul was talking about was uh, unwanted sexual touching. So mm-hmm. we've done research, uh, like, the, the last reports that I'd, uh, we've done are through the HEA, where they, they did, like, national survey of students and also separately a national survey of, of staff. So we had an item very similar to this in the student survey. And uh, 22% of male students who took part in this national survey said, you know, in the past four years, um, somebody had touched them in a sexual manner or kind of variations of of that without any indication that it was welcome, you know. So that's the type of casual uh, going beyond boundaries that uh, people, you know, might think doesn't have an impact. But of course it does, you know. Yeah, because one of the things I was saying at the beginning of the show is, is it different or is perceived to be different for men to be groped rather than women to be groped? And, And one person, for example, Declan in Galway texted, he said, I've had my arse pinched and felt by women loads of times it's grand I take it as a compliment so I wouldn't want it never to happen to lads because it's confidence boosting yeah well that's you know that's Declan's perspective and um, I suppose on the other hand like a lot of the the people who would would have responded to our uh, survey now um, would have said they, they they just didn't feel that they could tell tell another person um there's very little reporting of this that takes place um 
like 20% of, of men who had this experience as students said they felt shame or embarrassment. 20% said they didn't want anybody you know, to know. Um, a similar percentage said they thought it might be interpreted as their fault. So there's there's varied reactions. But, yeah, you know, and that's, that's really interesting, Pork, because you would see that exactly those reactions, wouldn't you, amongst women who have been um, the subject of sexual harassment or unwanted touching, you know, that, that feeling of shame, the feeling of not wanting to tell anybody, the feeling of thinking that may, it might be your fault. Like it's, very, it's, it's, it's exactly the same, really, those sort of feelings. Um, but I wonder about the empowerment of, of men or boys to speak up. I mean, we have another text here from a person who says, I'm the mother of two boys in their 20s. They have to put up with girls groping them and they can't do anything about it yeah. it's happening every time they go to a party and that's, yeah. I just think it's really interesting that the, the boys in that instance in their 20s don't feel that they're empowered to say stop yeah that's right and and so that's why Paul's example is is so good you know and you could have somebody making sexualized comments about your gender you could have sexist hostility you can have sexual hostility people making kind of sexual jokes or remarks that you're uncomfortable with you can have people repeatedly asking you out or asking you for dates you can have like physical coercion i mean number one uh, we have to recognize that this is an example of harassment and secondly then actually just different types and then people have different options as to as to reporting but currently like what we found in 2021 was more than half of the men who took the survey and said that they had harassment experience had never told anybody else at all uh, about this experience before writing into our questionnaire so, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg, really, when, when we hear about examples like this. And that that example from Declan that I, I read out where he was saying, I'm flattered by this. Is, is there yeah. a perception, do you think, that men, a general perception that, oh, sure, men would only be flattered by that. They'd only take it as a compliment. And, and does that then obviously complicate things for men who want to speak up and say stop? Well, you know, Declan's made his comment, but a lot of the time our perceptions are in our own minds, you know, like mm. we, 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 when we do workshops with uh, younger people on consent, we give them an example of a, of a man who is kind of coerced into having sex with, uh, with, with the woman. And one of the main reasons that they say, you know, he probably did it was the perception his, fr his male friends wouldn't understand, like that he would walk away from right. a situation where, look, he's not attracted to her, but then he goes ahead and has... As sex anyway that's one of the barriers but then at the same time 80 to 90 percent of the same students will say it's okay to say no so we just have to kind of get this straight and kind of think ahead and say you know we do need to support our peers most people say they would be very supportive as well if yeah. somebody made a disclosure to them at the same time they're not getting any preparation or education on this area a lot of the time okay no it's really good to talk about it um as you say and as you say paul meskell's comments sort of opening up the conversation good as always uh pork Manila, thank you very much for joining us this evening and if you've been affected by any of those issues we've been discussing you can access help and support at rte.ie forward slash helplines lots more texts on this as well we'll get to those a little later